Welcome to the Motoring Podcast, your weekly discussion of motoring news. This is episode 332 on Tuesday, the 2nd of June, 2020. Hello, I'm Alan. Hello, I'm Andrew. And in a week where people are still baffled that if a place is shut, it does not build or sell stuff, we'll be asking how exposed the new US court ruling leaves VW. We talk about how rebadging identical vehicles may or may not be a great strategy. And we wonder if Alan will now sign up to take part in some e-racing finally. But first, let us go and talk about Volkswagen. Now, normally we'd groan and go, but this is actually quite massively huge. Particularly if you happen to work in the accounts department of Volkswagen or their legal department. Because... In the U.S. appeals court, they lost out to the fact that counties in Florida and Utah, as well as state, so this is uh, counties and state governments, can actually sue Volkswagen for the Dieselgate affair. Volkswagen were hoping that they would be uh, protected and shielded because they'd come to an agreement of paying the U.S. government. But there is nothing in the ruling that said, uh, in the legislation that said, if you do that, then it means no other uh, official um, entity like the counties and the state governments are able to get any liability from you. Now, oh. the sitting judges acknowledged that uh, they understood that this may amount to a staggering, and that's a quote, additional liability to them, but it, the ruling was clear to them. Obviously, Volkswagen is now seeking a further review uh, because they say that the ruling conflicts with the findings of other courts. Mm -hmm. This, I mean, at the, at the minute, they've... Uh, well, sorry, just to, just to go through how exposed they could be. The two counties, one from Utah and one from Florida, have each put penalties of $5,000 per day for tampering violations. And that covers a combined total of at least 6,100 polluting diesel vehicles. So that has the potential for penalties that could reach $30.6 million per day. <laughs> And up to eleven point two billion per year. That's ridiculous. And that will be backdated <laughs> after we were discussing last week and the week before Volkswagen's cases that have been happening in Europe, where they seem to have just been going, "Here's some money. We're not admitting liability, but please make it go away." And people have gone, "Yes, we'll take the money. Let's make this go away now." I don't think they were ex from their reaction. I don't think they were expecting this court ruling to to be this way, but still. I think they're delighted they've drawn a line under the other things that were outstanding. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't have, um, yeah, you, you wouldn't, I wouldn't have expected this, to be honest. No, but then that's because but we don't that's, know. We're not lawyers. <laughs> now, well, we might be by the end of all this in many, in some, in many jurisdictions. <laughs> it, it feels like it's getting that way, to be honest. I mean, that's, it's, it's what, four and a, most of a year now. Yep. Yeah. Um, uh, years of of this, I, I feel I'm getting a fair old grasp of both American uh, and German legal systems. Yes, and I hope never to have to enter them. <laughs> yeah, me too. Me too. It's that, and you can also, you know, 
the, the pronunciation of German names has come on leaps and bounds for both of us. I know. I, I feel very happy with it, uh, that we're able to speak a bit more. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right, take us to a happy follow-up. Oh, happy follow-up. It's nice to have a happy follow-up because it doesn't really seem to happen very often. Uh, it was really a follow-up on um, the Honda Cog advert. Now, remember we talked before and I about the people's ad break and i grumbled at anything mark the people's probably wasn't and was just generally a bit of a stick in the mud about the whole thing I well grumpy old man was it i really was i i was very much grumpy you old channeled man your inner me <laughs> i i did i did well you weren't being so so somebody had to be uh the so the winner has been announced i think the has the um the ad break taken place now as well i think so uh for people to recreate the recreate or create an equivalent i think is a better mm. of the honda cog advert at home and the winner is an absolute cracker uh, there'll be a link in the show note to the honda.co.uk engine room website and blog yep. uh, and the entry on on that it's got the entry it's got a really video of, of johnny smith trying to do his own yes and which I think nicely captures the trials and tribulations of actually doing this. Yeah. It's got a compilation of some of the best bits of some of the others, and it's it's got the winning advert. And the winning advert is really good and, and really very clever. Um, I think it looks like a worthy winner to me. Yeah. yeah no, it's, it's very good. Such a hard thing, and they're really cool. It says it's the most influential advert ever. Not totally convinced by that claim. No. I think it's one of the better, one of the better car ones, definitely. Yeah, yeah, it's it's well up there. I, th I think it'd be. Tough. I mean, the yeah, Apple's nineteen eighty four one, that kind of stuff is is way up, is yeah. way uh, way up at the top. But this is, this this is definitely in the top ten or so. Anyway. Maybe that's one for the auto movie podcast to do. Is their their list of best car adverts? Oh, that would be good. There you go, chaps. Not, not, not go. That what you do isn't isn't good. No, no, but, but here's a, but here's a slightly a different movie. take. Yeah, mm. mm -hmm. and then we can feature it as a list of the week. So go on, <laughs> go, yes, go create on content we'll... for us. <laughs> I feel slightly guilty whenever we do that, and then think, nah, it's fine. Okay, let's move on to new news, and well, we're still with the uh, coronavirus and the car world update from uh, James Atwood who, unfortunately for him, is not being paid by the word for this, unfortunately. Otherwise, I think he could have retired by now. Because uh, as of last week or the week before, it was at well over 18,000 words. So <laughs> he's done a cracking job, and I, I've managed to remember to tell him. Was it was it described as dissertation length to, about, to, to us the other week? I think so. Yeah. I think that was the term that was used. <laughs> But just a quick couple of uh, couple of notes. Uh, as we all know, car showrooms have been allowed to open, and some have done so. Can we just calm down on the way people have reacted to this, and just sort of give it a few weeks before we know how things are going, instead of either saying it's all doom and gloom or it's all brilliant? Because come on, <laughs> I, I was asked about that last last night on the um, on the Zoom Zoomers call. Damien asked me about it, and I said, well, the thing is, nobody knows, really. It can go one way, it can go the other way. Yeah. And he said, well, there was a piece on TV where there was nobody in there. And it was only a bit, and I said, well, you know, we don't, don't know. It's just, you know, are you going to be the first person to turn up on a, you know, go out of your way on a on a Monday morning? And then 
I, I saw some reports later in the day of people saying it doesn't look busy, but it's busier than it is on a normal Monday mm. with people phoning. And there's been a couple of walk-ins, but mostly it's been people phoning to find out about stuff and make appointments. Yeah. So let, let's just see. I mean, it's either going to be complete doom and gloom, in which case car buy news and stuff can and and all that lot can can have their scrappage scheme uh, or it's going to be normal or it's going to be pent-up demand at the minute yeah. paul cowland by the way i know we're going off on a tangent it's not in our stories for this week but paul cowland wrote a really good bit for car by car thingy. dealer car dealer yeah that one um car dealer news isn't it and he wrote a really good piece for that well, it gets mixed up in my head because it's the editor has something different as his his Twitter handle. Yeah. And it's similar but different. But anyway, Paul's piece in there was really good, really interesting and worth and worth a read. Okay, I'll make sure there's a link in the show notes. All right, just a couple of other quick points and one of the other things is motorsport is going to be able to get back um on track although it is going to be behind closed doors. As a consequence, Formula E is... Uh, f- not Formula E, sorry, apologies. Formula One, you can see which which one we cover on this show, mm. but Formula One, who we hardly ever mention for good reasons, Formula One will be back up and racing and doing their very compressed calendar very mm-hmm. soon. So I think that means that they will be at Silverstone twice. Yes, yes. I, I thought they were in the same... It was pretty much back-to-backs. Just so that we, we cover the country properly, car dealership. when we talked about car dealerships, that was England. They were opening from mm. the 1st of June. Northern Ireland, uh, they will be allowed from the 8th of June onwards, obviously following proper measures, safety measures, etc., etc. So, so there's that. Right, do you want to take us through to the one that seemed to grab the headlines, but I got the feeling mainly because people wanted something to write about and didn't have much because it's 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 this week's bleeding obvious isn't it <laughs> you heard us last week and that was what was basically happening doesn't it so you'll notice that we're already a chirpier tone this week than last but yes uk car manufacturing has plummeted by 99.7 percent in april where just 197 vehicles were made uh here in the uk why why could this possibly be the way? <laughs> because everywhere was shut. I know, exactly. It's like, whoa, what a surprise that is. And actually, my response is, gosh, that many. Who who was making them? I, I yes, who who made 197 cars? <laughs> that, that that was what puzzled me because they there's a link to uh, City AM where I first spotted it. And then I, I went off and I looked at the SMMT story on their website. And it, it still doesn't tell me who made it. Uh, 197 of them, however, were for export and 45 were for the home market. I have no idea how that's going to to translate into... Well, we saw how that translated into registrations for April. Uh, May, of course, the numbers are going to be released in the next... Today's the second, so they'll probably come out tomorrow or third, third normally isn't it ne- third or fourth third or next monday yeah or next so they'll be out in not very, well it's not going to take them long to count them is it really now that i think about it um so i'm not expecting big numbers there in fact i'm expecting lower numbers for may than there were for april absolutely 
uh, let's just see. I mean, it's this is not a surprise in any way, shape, or form. I'm not outrageously outraged or anything like that. One fact that was quite interesting, though, is it was the lowest level since the Second World War. Uh, and numbers were properly counted from 1946, it turns out. Let's turn this into a history lesson. Um, but there's a really in- there's an interesting footnote from the SMMT uh, going through and saying how many cars were produced in the years, in the war years. Uh, the lowest number for an entire year was 1943 with 1,649. Wow. That is a lot of staff cars. In 1940, it was 1,949, and then it was in the 5,000s for 41, 42. In 1945, 16,938. Wow. Okay. Uh, One thing that, oh, by the way, one of the other things they've been doing, of course, is producing PPE and ventilator bits and all sorts of stuff like that. Uh, The um, UK car factories manufactured... 711,495 pieces of PPE. Good work. Well done. And thank you. There you go. So there's a high number for you. Yes, face shields, visors, medical gowns. So it's not as if everybody was sitting idle. They just weren't making cars. Yep. Right, let's move to uh, let's move to France. And amazingly, only because of the next uh, article you're going to take, I've got the French story. And that is the news that President Macron has decided to announce an €8 billion rescue plan for the car industry. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, Part of this is going to be a scrappage scheme, which... uh, Um, It's not quite a scrappage scheme. Well, it is, because you're going to get money for handing in a polluting car and going to get money off for, for purchasing a greener car. Yeah, but it doesn't say it's going to be scrapped, though. It's a trade-up scheme. Okay. In the BBC article, because I can't read the automotive news one, because they seem to have turned their free articles down to no articles anymore for us, for me to be able to refer to, which is fair enough. It's their business. Which which is a challenge we have that I want to ask people about at some point, but we'll do that at the end. Okay. But the BBC article doesn't make it clear whether the vehicles, when they... Uh, when people who bring them in get money for and cash off on the new ones whether those vehicles will be scrapped or not it would seem if you're trying to push the green element of things wise to scrap the vehicle but whatever maybe uh, uh not include or not expected to be included in this 8 billion is a 5 billion euro loan to renault who have uh, were struggling anyway but we will come on to Renault, Nissan, and possibly Mitsubishi, if if Renault and Nissan can remember Mitsubishi. <laughs> we'll come on to them in a moment. But there are there, there was uh, obviously lots of stories, things like the Alpine brand and stuff like that will be part of this uh, of of Renault's work, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's all a bit. How do I word this? The French car industry was maybe not doing wonderfully pre-COVID anyway. Yeah. And then this hasn't really helped. Uh, Renault are going to, they have a number of factories which are in the foreign language they're looking to close. There's an engine and gearbox factory in uh, uh, in Brittany out towards Lorient. 
there's the factory at flat is being transferred from from to to create to build um electric drivetrains and batteries uh there's the one the factory in dieppe which of course is where alpine is based is they're looking to close that that's what a lot of the mutterings were about uh, as far as alpine goes mm. Yeah, I mean, President Macron said no, no car that is made in France uh, should be made outside of France. Yeah, exactly. Which is a bit weird, given part of what I'm about to talk about in a minute. Yeah, that, that is that is one of the provisos is that the investment is to car company bases in France itself. Well, that doesn't surprise me no, at all. That, if I was, whilst yeah. it's easy to make to make jokes about French protectionism, in this case, I'm not because if I ruled the world, I'd be doing exactly the same. Yeah, absolutely. Of course, of course, they are. Can you imagine him going to the voters and say, "Yeah, we gave all this money, but now they're um, they're working on plants in China." It's it's all right because <laughs> none of them are going to vote for him the second time around anyway. No, such is French politics. Basically, it's we're giving you this money, but you can't cost cut by building everything in India instead. Yeah, you know, uh, which is. As I say, if I ruled the place, then that's what I would be doing. Renault and Nissan held a... Or the alliance, pardon me, because there's me forgetting Mitsubishi exists, uh, held a a press conference last week. And whenever I saw that there was the announcement of the press conference, uh, I had a bit of an uh uh-oh moment. Because it could, of course, have gone gone one of two ways, Uh, especially at the minute. Either, well, the alliance is over, we're we're done with the alliance, uh, that's it. Mm-hmm. Thank you very much. Unfortunately, it doesn't work. It was all Carlos Ghosn's fault. He's driven us to this. It's all blob, doom, gloom, him. Yep. Uh, or, of course, they could say, well, actually, we're making sure the alliance is stronger than ever. We're still working together. This is really important. In fact, we're going to strengthen it and tighten it. Yep. And that's what the announcement was. Mm-hmm. Part of it, I mean, neither Renault nor Nissan are doing particularly well at the minute. I, that's no secret. I don't think that's even something that's particularly up for debate. In Europe... They are going to focus on, and Renault in particular, are going to focus on B-segment, B-SUV, C-SUV. Nissan are going to have a sports car, a new Z car, and uh, light commercials as well, obviously. They do very well in light commercials. Yeah, but, but Nissan's developing the new C, C-segment SUV. Yes. They're they going are. to be leading that, because that's the other thing as well, isn't it? Is different members of the alliance will be leading the development of different sectors and then those cars including the upper bodies that's a quote mm-hmm. direct quote in this autocar article will be used by the other members of the alliance so it's just a rebadging exercise which is that's quite i think that's quite dangerous it can be quite risky it depends how bland you make the bit in the middle and then make the the, the sort of the bumpers and stuff part of that rebadging um, yeah. You know, if you keep the the pressings and then make the the other bits slightly more different, uh, it is. It seems to be a slide towards accountant-driven mediocrity and 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 just a bit a bit like BMC did. Yeah, you know where you you could have you could have essentially the same. I've been watching Hubnot videos, by the way. <laughs> uh, you could have essentially the same BMC center bit, but they changed the nose, they changed the tail fins, but like all the doors and everything were all the same. And you can be really quite creative with that these days by changing, you know, glass and graphics and and the and stuff like that. One of the other outcomes of this is they're going to try and close a plant, and the plant that's going to be closed is the one at Barcelona. Mm. Uh, of which the yes people there are not very happy about that 
in an, you know you can imagine just how unhappy they are but it means that Sunderland remains open and there is the the chance that that Renault that are that are currently built in Barcelona are built in Sunderland instead the dialing back the Barcelona factory isn't really a surprise. It was announced a couple, there was a, an announcement a couple of months ago about the NV two hundred light van not being built there anymore, mm. and that they were only going to build the ENV two hundred. Honestly, it's a van with a Nissan Leaf drivetrain. It kind of makes sense if that's actually built in Sunderland instead, because of course all the drivetrain is built in Sunderland already. Lots of stuff like that, which now that you sit and you look at it and you think, oh, actually, there's a whole load of clues about this. Yeah. We're coming through. And there were little announcements, which whenever you put all the little announcements together, you go, okay, that it makes a lot more sense. Sunderland's been one of the most efficient car factories in Europe for years. I mean, they are. I previously, it's more than five or six years ago now, so I'll I'm not going to talk about what I did, but at the factory themselves, they are very, very conscious of cost. Unless something is going to bring the cost per unit down, they won't do it. That's what it boils down to. It boils down to that 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 number. Mm-hmm. It is they are super cost conscious. As a result, they are very efficient when it comes to the cost of manufacturing. No matter how awful the pound seems to be, that that costing seems to have held through. And I'm sure that, you know, there were discussions between uh, Nissan management and and, uh, former Prime Minister, Mrs. May, uh, and I'm sure that those discussions have continued and I I have a, a strong suspicion that those did no harm to Sunderland's chances. Um, in helping in the background bring down the cost per unit. Mm. Yep. It's also very close to Durham, by the way. Sorry, just saying that. Don't okay. know, know why that crossed my mind. Uh, that's as close to politics as we're going to sail tonight, I think. <laughs> uh, I think I've covered all of those. Yes, I've covered all three stories, I think, in that particular mono- monologue. Yep. Right, uh, a bit of good news, and this was actually announced uh, a week or two ago, or a week ago, I think it was, but the car insurance company NFU Mutual is providing free RAC recovery and home breakdown cover as lockdown measures begin to ease, or as some in my locale seem to think, have completely been removed. (sighs) Sigh. There's a little bit of that around here as well. Yes. Hmm, never mind. We'll enjoy going back behind our locked doors again soon. Well, it's just, you probably haven't emerged from yours, so it not, not too much, no. Um, but this uh, this is going to be in place from the NFU until the uh, end of August, the 31st of August, even if the lockdown restrictions are fully lifted before that date. Um, so this is a great, a great thing because obviously cars have been sat around more and therefore people are finding their vehicle doesn't start because usually most of them just need a jump start i think so it's mm-hmm. it's not a big thing so that I, but i think it's a it's a nice gesture from an insurance company considering they get a, a lot of quite frankly justified stick this is mm. this is a nice gesture that they have well, they I, have I, made i'm still mainly chuffed for mine for giving me 25 quid per car back yep and so that was that was nice of them Mm-hmm. And and yeah, I, and and Toyota extended my breakdown cover 
what I had paid for um, on on the GRMN for three months as well. So Good. there's been there's been there's been a pleasant amount of give and take from insurance companies, which is not something I ever expect to see. No, not at all. Right. DBLA, of course, isn't refunding any of our road fund license. Of course not, because we we weren't. They were still on a public highway, unless you saw. Mine them. weren't. I mean, you should have sawn them, shouldn't you? Oh, I've got a yeah. Yeah. To be honest, in all fairness, uh, two out of three car bodies that I own are, are sawn. Yes. Mm. Okay. Yes, I did actually sawn them. That that's probably part of the reason why not. Uh, anyway, it is roughly about somewhere near possibly the middle. Uh, and so it's time for what traditionally is Guilt Minute, but right at the minute isn't about giving money to us. It's about uh, donating the money that you would have donated to us, uh, uh, you were considering donating to us, to a charity that is close to your heart. Uh, if you don't have one, then as always, we recommend the Mission Motorsport COVID-19 Response Fund. Uh, Mission Motorsport's using that money to put in place the framework they need to support their beneficiaries remotely and to enable the community and camaraderie that they foster so well in person to take place online. There's a link in our show notes that you can use to find out more and to donate. Please. Yes. Formula E. And nothing to do with pretending to be someone you're not. Thank no, God. No, I know. <laughs> Uh, there's there's a documentary there's a documentary series coming out uh, about Formula E. It's called And We Go Green. Oh, you see what they did there? That's clever. It's a behind the 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 scenes documentary directed by an Academy Award winner uh, Fisher Stevens and Malcolm Vinville, and produced by Leonardo DiCaprio, no less. It's driver focused, character driven storylines with unseen race footage from Jean Eric Verne's uh, championship winning season. Uh, follows the lives of the drivers as they embark on the series on uh, yeah season four that was last year on on the streets with 12, 12 cities around the world. Where can you watch it? It premieres at midnight tonight. So uh, it's already happened if you're listening to this, if you're not watching a live stream. It'll be on all four. Uh, and Channel 4 here in the UK. In the US, it'll be on Hulu. In France, it will be on Canal Plus Sport and My Canal. And in Germany, it'll be on Posibon Max, which is probably the one I can't pronounce properly after what we said earlier. Uh, so it will be out there, and it'll be mostly, I guess, available to stream uh, on any of those channels' streaming platforms. Mm -hmm. I'll try and get a chance to watch it. Yes, I shall try and watch See that. See how it goes. Yeah. yeah. Right, WRC and the news from uh, this season's eSports WRC Championship. The winner will get to drive away, actually drive away in a... <sighs> this is why we wondered whether Alan was going to enter an e-race. <laughs> it's going to drive away in a Toyota Yaris. Uh, GR Yaris, sorry. Um, so that's quite that's quite a prize to win. Actually, there are currently uh, thousands of uh, gamers starting taking um, part in the uh, the WRC eight game uh, to get themselves through to the um, to the final. 
because that's uh, there's there's eleven qualifying rounds, but to get to that point, they have to whittle down the thousands of people, and then then you get to the uh, grand final. So, I mean, that's a well done Toyota for putting that up. If you have, I mean, that's just brilliant. Mm-hmm. I like, yeah, I like that a lot. Yes, yes, so do I. Uh, other, just quickly, just to mention um, the W series is also about to embark on an online race series and uh, congratulations to Actual Vision who helped put the series together but he's also going to be the lead commentator along with uh, David Coulthard uh, and others so that I'm looking forward to watching that 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 should be good fun do you do you know when it happens sorry I'm asking you off the as in what time of which, which what time of which day if you happen to have that to to hand one second if not, shall I talk about the next story whilst you look that up? No, no it's okay, because while, while I'm searching for that, I can also say, uh, you lot have heard me bang on about the distinctly average racing league that I have taken part in. Well, it's the uh, sign-ups are still open for that, so if you look for uh, distinctly average racing on Twitter and check through the pinned tweets and get in touch with them, uh, if you're interested in getting playing Project Cars 2 on Xbox with a headset uh, on a Thursday night. Somebody yes. came. Somebody came second last year, didn't they? Was it third? Uh, third. Third. Thankfully, third. because the person who was in third didn't compete in the last two rounds, so I pipped them by two points. I was being. You didn't have to say that. I was no, I, I bigging you up for a second. No, but thank there. you. No, I. I have, considering a season and a half before that, I was just uh, the uh, second to last person. I. I. I feel happy with my progress. <laughs> I, th- I think he, I think he entered a ringer. Did an ab, Thomas. Yeah. No, nobody knew it was me. I was just talking over the mic. <laughs> right, the first uh, W Series Esport League will start on June the eleventh. Um, okay. They are going to have uh, Luke Crane, who is at Troll Vision. David mm-hmm. Coulthard is the co-commentator. Lead presenter will be Lee McKenzie, who we all know from Channel 4 uh, and uh-huh. has been the BBC presenter for uh, W Series, F1 Rugby, Olympics, all that sort of stuff as well. And the race pundit will be Billy Munger, which is uh, great to see him involved because I know he's been doing a lot of racing on Twitch with friends and stuff and and, and chatting with people while he's doing that. Did you say June the 11th? June the 11th. So that's a Thursday, everyone. Yes. I will put a link in the show notes to the information that we have on the W Series website. Cool. My trouble is, is that now that the weather's nicer, I'm not indoors. I'm outdoors doing stuff like digging my garden and things. So I tend to miss these things on a on a Saturday. If it happens too early on a Saturday, I miss them. And that's what's been happening with you know the Formula E online stuff and 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 things so yeah 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 it's not but but thank god it's all we can all catch up on these things thankfully so well that's it exactly uh moving on anyway to the next story real real life racing um and entries are open uh we've kind of led into this by talking earlier on about motorsport uh entries are open for the seventh annual race of remembrance on the 6th to the 8th of november 2020 uh obviously in anglesey as usual they're not quite sure exactly what restrictions they'll be running under um but their but entries are open if you'd like to enter go to raceofremembrance.com uh there's lots of links there uh through to to how you can enter well I'm, i've also found an article that explains uh, who can enter the class structures 
uh, entry regs as well as an entry fee and testing and that sort of stuff. So mm -hmm. I will put a link into that if you are thinking about doing it. As we uh, as we've said many times, uh, we thoroughly recommend taking part if you can. If not, go along and watch because it is an atmosphere like no other. It's a heck of a trek out there, but the the atmosphere on the Sunday morning is is it's it's worth every mile. Yep. Yes. Right. Our lunchtime read, and this is um, about. Uh, Indira Flack, who is a photographer, has got a, a body of work together of over 100 British racing driver portraits, and she's got an exhibition coming out at Silverstone. So, Indra, she's not really a motorsports photographer. Uh, it was just, as the, the article explains, it was, it was something her husband had suggested when she wasn't as... She is a professional photographer, uh, but it was a, a project suggested by her, her husband when, when uh, she had a bicycle crash and she wasn't quite as mobile um, as, as she had been before. And this was the idea was this one was a relative, in theory, a relatively easy one. And she's been trying to take pictures of as many British racing drivers as she can, trying to capture particularly world champions, particularly notable uh, racing drivers for various reasons. They're fantastic pictures. She was a guest on last night's Zoom Zoomers, which is how I know this and okay. why it sort of appealed quite so much because she's absolutely lovely. She she told some of the stories behind it, but there's a and the article linked is from from Influx, and it it's great. It it's really nice about the way that she she, she basically it's a case of approaching people and saying, "Can you?" Can I take your picture? Here's why. Here's what I'm doing. Uh, and there's some people that she cat she she photographed a couple of years ago who are now significantly more famous than they were then. People like Lando Norris. Some people that she photographed. I mean, the first person that she photographed was was Sir Sterling Moss. Because she said, "I better try and start this off with someone well known. Otherwise, I'm just a weirdo." <laughs> uh, <laughs> and you know that was you know she managed to get Moss and Surtees right at the start, and so that sort of opened a lot of doors. And just sheer pester power, mm. it seems. One person, if anybody does know how she can she can get a picture of Lewis Hamilton, because he is the one person who is really glaringly missing. Because she just can't get get you know past the gatekeepers, past all the gatekeepers. Uh, if anyone knows a really good way to get in touch with Lewis Hamilton uh, and for her to do that, then that would I think be greatly appreciated. But yes, exhibition at Silverstone uh, as soon as when Silverstone reopens. Failing that, then if you follow the link through from the, the link in the show notes, you'll you'll find more of them. You'll you'll have a chance to see some of them. The article. It's a good few hundred words. There's some really lovely pictures. Um, people that you know we've that you've heard of. You know, you, Billy Monger was already mentioned. Natalie McGloin. Uh, Natalie McGloin is there. You know, many others, and it, it's really rather cool. And the the pic, the the story of how she got the picture of uh, Johnny Herbert, David Coulthard, and Mike, Martin Brundle. Yeah, um, was is particularly cool as well. And if if you, it's not in the uh, yeah, no, it is. It is. Scrolling through the article, it is in there. It is. D do take 10 minutes to read this. It's lovely. The pictures are fantastic. And it's one of those things that's well worth supporting. Yep. I've just trampled all over your story there. Do you want to take the next no, one? No, that's fine. You can go with List of the Week now. <laughs> okay. Subcontract. I'd, I'd sort of. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, well, I it's fair to enough. Talk about... 
as you you, so, you were on a call, you know, amongst well, others yes. with her last night. So you know more than I did. So it's better that you could. <laughs> I, I meant to kind of warn you earlier on, but I got distracted talking about other stuff. Uh, this week's list of the week is Easter eggs, the best secrets hidden inside cars. And I know that's not particularly topical or seasonal, uh, but it's an article list of 21 of them. And some of them are really rather good. And some of them are really rather obvious. And some of them we've discussed. Some of them we have discussed, but there's still enough that I feel... Do you have a particular favourite from in here? Um, well, probably just because it's it seems so crass, but they just know their market well, is the drink cup holder under the hood of the Dodge Challenge. <laughs> I think that's I think that's brilliant. It's I think just, it's great. Yeah, they just they know that the bonnet's going to be up and a drink will be put there while people talk about the engine. And I just think you know your market so well that yeah. you know that's what's going to happen, and you are helping people to do that. And I, it's when we were talking about the Jeep and the little thoughts in the Jeep, hmm. and it, it's it 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 may seem like nothing to somebody who's not interested in cars or whatever, but it just goes to show that thought is actually put into all these vehicles. And some of the stuff like that, it, it costs no extra to do it. Mm. If you do the design, it costs no extra to add those little indents in that plastic panel. And it probably saves you having to put some strengthening ribs on the back because having the dents in it will make it more, will make it more rigid anyway. Yeah. And there's lots of bits like that, like uh, that are listed in here, where you think that's a really nice thought, and the cost to you is nothing, mm. absolutely nothing extra, to just making it, basically to just making it, you know, pretend elephant skin pattern, as as is so pervasive. But it and it also gives when when you find out as the owner of the vehicle, you find that out. It just gives you a, a, just a tiny little ah. Oh. Yeah, I like that. I mean, I I did that uh, probably a, uh, certainly one in every second time I drove the Jeep Wrangler. If you haven't listened to our Jeep Wrangler twin test, then do so mm-hmm. because it's I'm quite proud of it. It's one of my favourite twin tests actually. Yeah, have you got a one off the list? Because there are twenty. There are twenty. There are twenty one. So I feel we can choose one each. It's yes. not as if there's only three. We're not we're revealing away the it all. Everyone, list. you you still have value in going through this list. <laughs> I actually learned a lot in this list as well by the way uh the one i'm going to go for is the mazda rx8 and the simple profusion of triangles <laughs> everywhere and it's not just triangles it's the whole rotor shape i actually bought you buy the the bulb kit for going abroad from mazda and it came in it, it is now the proud possession of an of, a, of an automotive pr actually uh and you can buy the bulb kit for it and it's triangular it's the same shape the box that holds it it's the rotor shape and it's the fact that that is just repeated everywhere and the long even you know the top of the gear knob the you just in in the backs of the seats is really obvious but then you get to stuff like the speakers and the rear parcel shelf which you'll only ever see really when you're standing outside the back of the car and just everywhere there's lots of little rotor shape triangular rotor shape details all over an rx8 mm. And I think they're quite cool, actually. They are. It's the level where it's on the borderline of being cheesy. Yeah. But it's it's just 
nuts enough that you go, yeah, okay, I like that. That's quite fun. Mm. Oh, there's another one type of thing. <laughs> and finally, Andrew. And finally, and this is the story of one of the 77 Porsche 935 track cars, million million dollars or so million pounds as well, that was purchased and has sat in a climate-controlled garage after delivery in February and has done no miles, funnily enough, because, yeah. you know, we haven't been out. But he's now going up for a Sotheby's European sale very soon and where it's expected to fetch between $1.25 and $1.5 million. Now, this is a fabulous car. I think this just looks amazing and I imagine is astounding to drive on the track and would assault all the senses the entire time. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I saw the one the prototype pre-production ones in the same Martini livery and with the, you know, with the, the aero discs on the rear wheels and stuff. Mm. And it's, it's an amazing looking thing. It really is quite the thing. We do know it is a sport-orientated vehicle because it does have a flat-bottom steering wheel. Okay, it also doesn't have the top of the steering wheel either, but that's just that's just a mere detail. It makes it just like Knight Rider. It does, it does. But this is a great article explaining about the car itself. And, you know, the poor soul who bought this and has not been able to take it anywhere, even if they wanted to, and we don't know if they were of the owners who actually take their cars and drive them or of an owner that, oh, no, I, I put it back in its box and then flog it on. Well, if you're going to buy a one, a one of 77 Porsche, you, you you can't just walk in as Joe Nobody and buy one of these yeah, yeah. and sign up yeah. for it. You know, that you'll be... You'll have been relatively thoroughly vetted and you will be someone who has bought a number of very special Porsche before. Yeah. You know, if this person doesn't have, hasn't had a 918, then I'll be amazed, you know. Mm. Yeah, but it's just ace. I think it's a fabulous. It's the absolute most amazing looking thing. Yeah. Absolutely fantastic. Yeah. Really brilliant. Right, that is it. Yes, it is. So, Parish Notes. Lots this week. So if you don't have the one and a half million-ish that's expected to be to be spent on that single Porsche, or if you actually want two cars, you want a coupe and a speedster for roughly about the same money, uh, then I'd really make a point of listening to the special edition that I put out last Friday, where I talk about the Aston Martin... Uh, Vantage V12 Zagato Heritage Twins by R. Reforged, <gasps> Andrew style titling there, and I would uh, I would go and have a, a listen to that because uh, it's another chat with uh, Adam Don Francesco again, and he's just as interesting as before, talking about what that's all about and what it means and what you can do and what you get and 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 yeah, well we only talk about a little bit of what you get because uh, even the people who bought them don't know everything they're going to get yet. Ooh. Which is kind of cool. Teaser, yeah, yeah. We teaser, got, of, we got, we got yeah, teasers. Yeah. <laughs> Exclusivity. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's a good, it's a good one. It's, it's, do I want to blow? Oh yeah, blow her own trumpet. Sod it. <laughs> no, 
someone's going to blow it for us, so we better add. Exactly. Yeah, they were only announced the other week, and not many people have have covered it much more than than, than the press release. So we're actually quite early in on that one, which is which is great. So it's not been. You won't find. Well, I have not yet found any articles online that have the that go into the the detail and the chat and the thoroughness that we went through in 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 our discussions. So so it, it's about the best source of uh, V twelve Zagato Heritage Twins information as you will find anywhere. That's quite cool. But you're not content with just last week's special edition, are you? No, no. Well, I've been doing a, a bunch of these interviews. Now, I'll, I want to do more as well because I think they're interesting because I like speaking to people. Uh, and uh, the there'll be another one out on Friday. Yeah, I know. <laughs> there'll be another one out on Friday where I'll be talking to Dominic Taylor Lane of the Association of Heritage Engineers and finding out what that's all about because he's around on Twitter, he's around on social media, and he sounds like an interesting chap. Mm. Let's find out what that's all about. Definitely. Definitely. In between all of those things, Monday evening, 8 o'clock, uh, there's the Zoom Zoomers YouTube live stream. It's also available after the event, normally tidied up a little bit. Uh, this week we had uh, Intraflax, so if you enjoyed the lunchtime read, then then it's it's worth uh, joining in the live stream uh, for that, as well as all the other chat and silliness that, that to discuss. There is, you will find that there is a best car manufacturers league coming out via twitter um twitter polls over the course of the week with an amazing hashtag okay <sighs> i think that's all the stuff that i've been doing this week that's it that's all i've just not much really <laughs> well stuff stuff i haven't been doing this week but i can talk about stuff i have done previously uh rear views as as ever we do suggest a episode or two to go back and listen to and i thought i would suggest keeping with the zoom zoomers theme and the fact he's been very busy with his continuous drawing but maybe try our episode 47 48 for ian cook uh, they are. They, he was kind enough to spend a long time chatting with me, so I split that into two episodes. Uh, mm-hmm. I am inching ever closer to actually arranging calls with people to record them and, and bother them. I have bothered them enough that they have agreed. So if you have anybody in particular you would like me to talk to, do please let me know. You can get in touch via Twitter, and I will let you know. If you don't already follow me, I'll let you know how to do that at the end of the show. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take a moment to be the voice of our listeners and use the words, "Oh, just get on with it, Andrew." Okay. Would you Would you like to come and Would you like to come and teach three different levels of children during the day, every day, so that I would be able to do that? I do that, and I call them clients. <laughs> <laughs> I think my kids would listen more. <laughs> yeah, no. It's just the clients don't. <laughs> no, that that's brilliant. And um, yes, yes, we, we want some more. Honestly, um, and being nice to you, twice in the one show, being nice to you, uh, we, we would love some more, some more review, but we appreciate the time challenges that there are. Anyway, in the absence of that, 
Don't forget, between now and next week, you can give us any feedback. Share your thoughts to show at Motoring Podcast on Twitter and Instagram, on Facebook, and on the contact page of motoringpodcast.com. Please don't forget about uh, our charity drive, in this case for Mission Motorsport, of course. And as I said, there'll be a link in the show notes where you can find out more and to donate to support us in the meantime please do leave a review and rating on apple Podcasts or however your podcast app lets you do such a thing andrew what's the best way to get in touch with you best way to get in touch with me is via twitter if you search for crack windscreen you should find me there and alan if people would like to get in touch with you personally what is the best way for them to do that best way as ever is twitter where i'm at egp bradley we'll be back soon But until then, I've been Alan Bradley. I've been Andrew Clues. And safe motoring.